It is Thursday, February 18th, 2021, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Today on the show, we've got details on the World of Outlaws canceling their West Coast swing. There's a new streaming provider jumping in, and then we talk about just how wild midget racing is with numbers and stats, of course. So let's jump in. Uh, the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series announced yesterday that their entire spring West Coast swing has been canceled due to ongoing restrictions from the pandemic. This includes March 4th at Las Vegas, March 12th and 13th at Arizona Speedway, March 20th at Paris Auto Speedway, March 21st at Santa Maria, March 26th and 27th at the Thunderbolt Raceway, April 2nd at Merced, April 3rd at Ocean, and April 9th and 10th at Vado Speedway Park. In response to the canceled events, series officials have moved the previously postponed events at Magnolia Motor Speedway and the Rev to March 12th and 13th. They also plan on announcing new dates in place of many of these West Coast events that were lost here in the near future. The original schedule for 2021 will pick back up on April 16th at Lawton Speedway in Texas. The Outlaws are scheduled to return to racing February 26th and 27th at Cotton Bowl Speedway in Texas. If you had tickets to an upcoming West Coast Ward of Outlaws event, you'll be given a credit on your account or you can request a refund. For more information on this announcement, visit worldofoutlaws.com. And while this announcement from the Outlaws isn't surprising given the world we currently live in, I think a lot of us were hoping that 2021 wouldn't be a repeat of 2020. Certainly isn't starting off well. The Fall West Coast events remain on the schedule, so hopefully by then things are in a much better place to head west and go racing. I would imagine that this move has been in the works for a while to cancel these events, so I doubt it will be long before we'll have an idea of what the new March and April schedule will look like for the Outlaws. The event folks at World Racing Group have already been burning up the phones to get new dates scheduled and they'll want to get them announced as soon as possible so they can get tickets and sponsorships for those events sold we'll keep you posted as we know more we talked yesterday on the show about the streaming platforms. We found out late Wednesday about a new player jumping into the space. Jeremy Elliott, who's the owner of SprintCarUnlimited.com, is partnering with Mike Mallett and Dirt Track Digest to launch SprintCarUnlimited.tv. You might remember we had Mike Mallett on Dirt Tracker Conversations here not long ago, and we talked a lot about his foray into streaming. If you've used Speedsport.tv or Dirt Track Digest TV in the past, you'll be familiar with the platform that Jeremy and his new venture will be using. According to the release, they have secured 18 events for the new service for 2021 and are looking to add more. The website is already live and shows three events currently, with two at BAPS Motor Speedway and one at Trailway Speedway, both in Pennsylvania. The trend in recent years has been for streaming platforms to move away from pay-per-view events and instead offer monthly and yearly subscriptions that include most or all of the events put out by the provider. It drops the per-unit cost for fans but also guarantees regular revenue for the provider. But Jeremy and Mike think that having fans pay for individual events as they did in the past uh, through services like DirtVision is a model better suited for their organizations and track partners. In the release, they talked about stream prices being set slightly above a race day general admission ticket and that there will be other perks for tracks to sign up. Stay tuned to Dirt Tracker today as I'll have some more details on this partnership very, very soon. 
As I build out the, uh, build out the analytics section of dirttracker.com, one of the cool things we've been able to do is share things like where feature winners and heat race winners start and compare series and car types on how the numbers stack up. For example, I did this back on the January 28th daily show when we dove into winged racing versus non-wing racing to see if the numbers showed one providing better racing than the other. We were able to compare the outlaws and all-stars with the USAC national sprint cars on that show. I also plan to maybe use some of the USAC midget numbers in that discussion as those cars are obviously without wings, even though it's not quite a direct one-to-one -one comparison. But when I started looking at the numbers, I realized that the midgets are very much their own beast and that a look at their stats needed to be reserved for its own show. As of this recording, I don't have a mountain of data for the midgets, but I do have the last 30 races, which includes the first two events of 2021 and all of the 2020 races. It's certainly enough for us to be able to maybe spot some trends and correlations. But the reason I wanted to keep the midgets separate is because as you start looking at the numbers, you'll start to see that there are actually very few trends and correlations with the midgets. There are, the numbers for the series are all over the board. It seems to be a perfect illustration of just how wild midget racing can be. The first stat I have here to take a look at is lap leaders. In th the past 30 races, we've had 20 different lap leaders with the USAC National Midgets. That might not stand out on its own until you compare it to the other series in the database. In one less race, so 29 USAC National Sprint Car events, we've only had 15 different lap leaders, so that's obviously five less with the sprint cars than the midgets. But if you take a look at the World of Outlaws sprint cars, in 206 races in the database, they've only had 45 lap leaders. That's only a little more than twice the lap leaders, but in nearly seven times the races. If this trend held out over 206 uh, races for the midgets, you'd expect there to be 137 different lap leaders. Now, obviously, it certainly wouldn't play out that way. Um, you know, if you if you actually had 100 and or if you I've actually had 206 races in the database, it, it, it wouldn't be that way just because there aren't enough drivers. But you would certainly expect there to be a heightened number versus the other series, maybe somewhere you know, 75, 100 lap leaders uh, for the midgets uh, if you allowed that to play out over that many races. The other two stats that stand out for the midgets are feature wins by start position and feature wins by qualifying spots. Most series, including the Outlaws, All-Stars, and even the USAC Sprint Cars, see most wins in both categories coming from closer to the front. The first row or first few rows provide a massive advantage in terms of who is able to win those features. For example, in the previous three years, 56% of World of Outlaws winners have started on the front row, but not with the midgets. In the past 30 events, wins are fairly evenly sprinkled through the top 15 starting spots, with the sixth position actually holding the most wins with five. But the 14th and 15th starting spots have just as many wins as 4th does. And 8th and 9th have no wins at all, while 10th and 13th have a win each. Basically, if you start within the first 7 or 8 rows of a midget race, you have just about as good a chance to win as anyone else. That is wild to think about. And the same is true for qualifying spots. Even with the USAC sprint cars, most wins come from the first four cars in time trials, but again, not for the midgets. Winners in the past year have qualified as far back as 18th, with the most wins coming from the 7th and 9th positions, each with four. You have a better chance winning... Um, 
a race qualifying ninth than you do going quick time. That is bananas. Now, I know that some of this can be explained by format with the midgets having some different race types kind of throughout the season, um, and there's a lot of different things that happen, uh, but that's only true to a point. The standard USAC midget format is the same as the standard USAC sprint car format. You go time trials, followed by heats with the top six inverted, followed by features with the top six inverted. You'd expect the numbers to be much more similar than they are. The difference, I think, can be equated to the racing on the track. Midget races are knockdown, drag out fist fights. I've said this before, but there's more contact, more elbows, more big dirty sliders thrown in midget races than I think there is anywhere else. Drivers want to get to the front and they want to get there right now. A lot of the competitors are young and they're eager to make a name for themselves to hopefully rise through the ranks. You then sprinkle in some talented, uh, talented veterans, guys right now like Tanner Thorson, Chris Windham, Tyler Courtney. You've got a recipe for some wild racing. It's why these midget shows, at least to me, have become appointment watching. Drop me a comment on the YouTube uh, on the YouTube channel, social media, or on Facebook. Let me know your thoughts on midget racing. Do you agree that they're as fun as, uh, to watch as I do? Uh, let me know your thoughts. If you want to see more stats like that, uh, visit dirttracker.com slash analytics. There's, again, nothing on the streaming schedule today except Flow 24-7 over at Flow Racing. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Tomorrow on the show, we'll look ahead to the weekend, get you ready for all the racing that's going on, including the Extreme Dirt Car Series uh, and some other events that are going on. So stay tuned for that tomorrow. That's it for the show today. Hope everyone has a good Thursday. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook. Those likes and subscribes on YouTube are appreciated as well. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com. I do check those every single day. You can follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dirt Tracker. You can check out the website for all kinds of cool dirt racing stuff by visiting dirttracker.com. If you'd like to get email updates, you can sign up at dirttracker.com slash newsletter, and you can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. 